You don't need my cosign. You don't need me to be like, yeah, do that. You don't need me to, like, I'm pretty, and, and I would rather us be there because then we can just go faster, man. Now we're sprinting. Right. Now right. we're just on execution mode. We're not talking and thinking. I told you, I don't care about ideas. I care about execution and implementation. So let's just skip the whole thinking phase. Let's implement and critique and refine later as we build. Tweet Talk episode 93. So you think your sneakers look good, huh? Check this out. <laughs> Even the most exclusive sneakers once purchased look identical to everybody else's sneakers. Can I get a holla holla? So how do you take your boring regular sneakers and convert them to unique dynamic sneakers that will stand out? Yo, that answer is easy. You need to get laced with Get Lace Shoelaces. Yeah, Get Lace is a lifestyle shoelace retailer dedicated to inspiring customers through a unique combination of products, creativity, and cultural understanding. We just want you to upgrade your sneakers. So get laced. Visit GetLacedLaces.com or check us out on Instagram at GetLaced.com. Underscore. Upgrade your sneakers with a black-owned business that provides international shipping, wholesale, custom, and fundraising options. Upgrade them sneakers, baby. Use a genius, man. Get yours today at GetLaceLaces.com. Premium sneakers need premium laces. Financial freedom is a phrase that gets thrown around a lot. But now, five of the top financially free entrepreneurs are coming to Northwest Arkansas to show you that financial freedom is not some unattainable goal. They'll share how they achieved financial freedom and then give you steps that you can implement in your life and business so that you, too, can become financially free. The Financial Freedom Mastermind and Mixer is a special two-day event, July 16th and 17th, and is happening in Rogers at the Embassy Suites Hotel. Hear from real estate investor Henry Washington, who is featured on Yahoo Finance and Fox Business. Stock market and options trader Charles Oglesby, who is also featured in Forbes. Business strategist and coach George Pitts. Real estate and stock market investor Andre Haynes. As well as successful real estate investor Lamont Woods. It's the Financial Freedom Mastermind and Mixer, July 16th and 17th. Limited seating is available, so get your tickets now at Financial freedommixer.com that's financialfreedommixer.com What it sounds like to be the best. This is a Black Wealth Podcast. Build wealth, invest, own, and close the wealth gap. It's time to break down these financial concepts with your host, Mr. Todd Millionaire himself, Charles Oglesby, and Raphael Husband. I don't know anybody with the number 93. I can find somebody real quick, but I doubt that's really a, a, a popular number. I see what anyway, you what's going on, man? We live, we lit. Ain't nothing, man. We going live uh, from Tweet Talk Studios, trying out this new podcast software. See how it is, you know. Um, looks 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 cool so far. We got a, a live studio audience in here right now listening. This should, this should be some cool stuff, man. We gonna get this popping. Episode Dwight Freeney. I don't know who that is, but apparently they know who that person is. Episode Dwight Freeney. Dwight Freeman. Freeney. I don't know who that is, man. Okay, okay, okay. Strange, um, but... He used to play for the Colts. It's not important, though. Hmm. Well, 
This is Tweet Talk. Welcome, folks. We are co-hosts, Raphael and Charles. You can follow us on Twitter. Follow myself, Raphael, at Work Money Life. Follow Charles at Real Todd Billion. And on this podcast, we discuss tweets and building black wealth. We're here to help black people make some money, start businesses, and create wealth for their families. How's it going, yeah. Charles? Um, first off, it's kind of some static on it. It doesn't sound that clear, man, but I'm sure it'll come through better. Are you using your, your professional microphone? Yeah, I am. Or are you using the microphone that comes with the headphones? No, I'm using I'm using my, uh, my microphone. Okay. All right. Hey, Apparently, Daniel says he can't hear me for some reason. Oh, that's not good. My volume's low. That's not good. It doesn't look like it's low on my end. Like when I'm looking at the little thing, let me see. What does this thing do? What does this thing do? What does this thing do? I don't even know what that is. I'm not muted now. Uh, If you can hear me, I'm pretty sure we're okay. If you can hear me. Maybe it's because I'm the host or whatever. Um, Maybe. Or maybe I'm talking into the wrong end of my microphone. Can you hear me now? (laughs) Anyway, we're going to get it going. We got the mic. We got the studio. We're trying to just blow up, man, because content matters. I've been telling people I've been telling people about content for a long time. Actually, I wasn't telling people. I was just executing all my content. So people didn't realize what was going on. But the podcast was content. The, even when I'm repurposing other people's videos, that's content. It doesn't have to be true native content. You dancing, doing these things for it to be content. <laughs> but, you know, uh, we got the truck. It's in Arkansas. I had a few things we had to fix. The tires weren't good. The, uh, had to get the engine jumped, had to repair a valve. So it's just like a lot of money right now. A lot of money going out, not a lot of money coming in. But soon that's going to change and we're going to start getting these checks and we're going to start um, adding those checks to the checks that we already got going in. And then we're going to start adding more trucks to the trucks that we got, more vehicles. I like doing businesses around things that I like. I like trucks. That's why I never gave up on the business because I just think they're just dope vehicles. Like, it's so cool to see this big monstrous thing and it's just powerful. Like I love trucks. I've always loved trucks. Interestingly enough, when I was in kindergarten, they asked me what I wanted to be when I grow up. And I said I wanted to be a truck driver. I didn't know any better. Um, but that's what I said when I was like in kindergarten, they asked you that question. Who asked a kindergarten what they want to be when they grow up? They don't know nothing. But right. I did that. The Turo's booked up like crazy. I got the car back. On, I want to say maybe last Monday, maybe, but it might have been Tuesday because a lot of people like to give the car back on a Tuesday, not a Monday for some reason. I don't know. And then it was back out, I want to say Thursday. And so the truck, the car went out on Thursday. I got it back last night at 10 o'clock in the evening. I just got into Uber, picked it up, drove it back. And then I realized like, okay, today is Wednesday. Somebody's taking my car tomorrow at eight in the morning. I've had my car for one day in the past week (laughs) and a half. (laughs) <laughs> and so my wife was like, I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you just sit here and just like have no means of transportation. I was like, well, I got a new car coming. And so, well, actually, what did I say? I said, I want to buy a new car. And she was like, oh, well, don't be trying to buy anything crazy. I was like, I'm thinking about getting a Tesla. She's like, okay, you can get a Tesla. She's like, but don't be trying to do anything crazy. So <laughs> she gave me her, her cosign on me getting a Tesla, Raphael. Interestingly enough, they've delayed my delivery. They, at first, they were going to deliver it on like June or July 2nd. And then mm-hmm. I got an email. They're like, we're delaying your delivery. Actually, it was July 1st. And then they're like, we're going to deliver it on July 4th. Like, who delivers anything on July 4th? And then that day, or the, right before that day, they're like, oh, delay the delivery. So I, was, I got upset and I called them. I was like, what's going on with my um, my car? And they're like, oh, well, apparently there's right fender damage uh, when they were delivering the car. So it's going to take some time to fix. And I was kind of mad because I was like, I don't want no car that's been like damaged. I want a car that's in good condition. You know, not a car you had to paint and fix and stuff like that. Anyway. Wow. Um, you didn't pay did for a damaged is, car. I was going to cancel the order. 
I went onto the Tesla website, started ordering your car, got to the to the screen where it showed you how long it's going to take for it to come. It's like seven to 11 weeks. So it's like two to three months to even get the car. Isn't that a weird range? It says seven to 11 weeks. Why don't you say two to three months? They don't want you to be all thrown off like two to three months for a car. It's like seven to 11 right. weeks. Seven, seven weeks is basically two months. And 11 weeks is basically three months. So then I had to reassess everything. I was like, dang, all right, well, I guess I got to circle back and just, I'm glad I didn't cancel my car because it's tough to find a Tesla right now, man. Like I was looking all over the place and I saw some nice ones, but like they weren't what I had. What I have is like the the long range, low miles. It's a 2020, so it's not brand new um, and no tents, the cool looking rims, but they had other stuff out there that had more miles and it, it didn't have the same range and I didn't want to go that route. I was like, let me just stick with what I got. And also didn't want to start the whole process again. They have to pull my credit again and all that crazy stuff. So waiting on that to come. Can't wait. It should be here on Tuesday if they don't push it back again. If they push it back again, I'm canceling it. I'm not playing with these fools. But <laughs> um, what was I going to say? That's pretty much the, the gist of everything that's going on in my life right now is trying to get a car to make it so I'm not completely immobile when my car is gone, which it will be tomorrow. It'll be gone Thursday and Friday. That, isn't that crazy? My car will literally be gone Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I think Monday. They just be renting the hell out of this car, like five days. Like, who rents a car for five days? I never rent a car for five days. I don't know what they be doing with this car. But Tour has it at such an affordable rate that they don't care. They're like, oh, $90? Shoot. I'll pay $90 to drive a Tesla all day or drive a, uh, what's it called? So my goal actually might even be to put the Tesla on Uber or on uh, Turo. I might, and maybe I'll just block it off so they can only get it like during the week. They can't get it on the weekends because I can't mm -hmm. be out here completely drop car free. So when my white car is here, I'll drive the white car. Black car, so I'll drive the black car. I don't know because I kind of want to build out a fleet. So there's a lot of thought going into this that I could go expand on, but pretty sure you guys are tired of hearing me talk about Turo. <laughs> So you said uh, the truck is in Arkansas right now, and yes, you're you're speaking in Arkansas in a couple in like a week or so, a few days, right? Man. Yeah, a few, a few days at the uh, Financial Freedom Mixer. Yep, we watched it in there. Um, what are you going to be speaking on? What's the dates again? So the dates I want to say are the 16th and the 17th. Um, so it's that Friday and that Saturday. And I think that the Friday is going to be like the mixer and the Saturday is going to be um, the actual event. That's my thought process. Um, interestingly enough, I'm double booked. So I'll also be teaching um, at the, the baby MBA program on the 17th and I'll be teaching about the stock market. So I'm looking forward to that. But at this one, since we're talking about financial freedom, honestly, I'm not qualified to tell somebody how to become financially free through real estate because I'm not financially free through real estate. I'm financially free through digital products and e-com. And so my whole presentation is just going to be discussing e-com, digital products, um, social media marketing, that kind of stuff. And looking forward to it because I think that it's going to allow me to have the most fleshed out presentation. And it's also not something that anybody's doing. Everybody talks about the same stuff. And I was telling people on Twitter today, I was like, People are out here thinking that like it's okay to compete in a saturated market or it's okay to compete where um, there's a bunch of competition and there isn't. It doesn't make any sense. I'm not going to do that. And so I'll get more clout for myself by staying true to myself as opposed to trying to do what everybody else is doing because the money is the money. A lot of people who own a million dollars in real estate don't have a million dollars in the bank. A lot of people who own $10 million in real estate don't have $10 million in the bank. They probably don't have a million dollars in the bank. They got the cash flow, but they don't got the bankroll. And so digital products allow you to get the bankroll. And then we turn the bankroll into cash flow and other opportunities. Because my goal is to run up another million just by doing house flips, putting the same money, getting $100,000 profit over and over and over and over and over again. Because like I was telling you before, like it takes like in a lot of ways, 
you have to be rich to get rich in real estate. <laughs> hmm. Just like in a lot of ways, you have to get rich to be rich in stocks. But options makes that different. Wholesaling makes that different. Wholesaling is the options of the stock market. Options are the options of the stock market. And so that's why it allows somebody with no money to grow money. And so we have the game backwards. We're trying to just jump in and be straight big time real estate investor. Like, now you got to be rich to play that game. But you can participate in the space. So let's get you in the space because after you run up a bag, now you just start making money easily through the stock market. Now, the stock market, you see it all the time. I did it first. I was the first to tell people they need $100,000 in the brokerage account because 1% on $100,000 is $1,000. And for the most part, you can get 1% every single day. I was the first. Soldier Billy. And so that's all I'm going to say about that. My arm is so sore. This COVID vaccine is a mug. Uh, okay, okay. So let's get into these tweets. You said you get paid. You get paid based on what you produce and contribute. You don't get paid for ne- merely existing like most want to do. Man, you know what's interesting is I feel like I expected to get a high-paid job just because I went to college, and I expected my college work and credentials to just walk in there and just get paid really well. And I think a lot of people expect that, too, when it comes to a job. They don't expect to add value and contribute. Some people do, but a lot of people that I employ, usually it's the entrepreneurs. Usually it's the entrepreneurs that I employ that give me lackluster production. The people who have these big dreams, they want to be rich, they want to be wealthy, they want to drive G-Wagons, they want to drive Ferraris, have jets. They don't produce for me. And I think they're making a big mistake because for them, they think that in order for them to get that stuff, they got to be operating on their own instead of operating in a system that loves them. Because a lot of times people will say like, oh, well, we don't all need to be business owners. And you know, for a long time, I thought we did. But now I'm like, we don't all need to be business owners. But more of us need to be business owners because the way that I treat my people and the way that I put them in position to win and double up and triple up. Everybody who works me who does good work gets paid well. Every single person. Bree, the VA, gets paid double what she was getting paid when she worked for me. She's probably going to make even more money with all the connections to being exposed to all the people that are in my network, all the people that she now has access to do work for. My my graphics guy, he makes three times as much as he got uh, as he got paid when he got started because he produces. He puts mm-hmm. on. He helps me win. And so I make sure he eats. He gets paid way more than any college student gets paid to, to do work on a digital platform. And I'm not the guy who's like, I'm not going to pay you well because he ain't going to be my neighbor. And I think that a lot of times they don't want to pay you well because they don't want you to be their neighbor. And I also think that they don't want somebody else whose neighbor you will eventually be to be like, well, how'd you get here? Who do you work for? And then now they have like this, this stigma in their community. Like, oh, he over there paying them Negroes enough money to live over here. So they got to pay you just a little <laughs> so you can stay in the ghetto. But I don't care. I'm going to pay you well because I love you all. But like the thing is, I just don't get a lot of production from people who usually are like entrepreneurs. They just be sitting, but then they still send that invoice like, oh, blah, blah, blah. Most recently, I was going to hire somebody who's an entrepreneur and I was like, hey, I'll pay you $500 a month. Go buy this property twice a week. Take pictures. Boom. And he's like, well, I need $850. I was like, well, now you get $050 because the way he positioned it, he was like, oh, I'm going to go. And if you're going to pay me five, I'm going to just get three fifty from the contractor. You guys both pay me and I'll get my $850. I was like, does that make sense? Does it make sense for you to work for me, the investor, and for the contractor? You have a conflict of interest there. But also, I just didn't like how he tried to finesse me. And so now he gets zero dollars. And the thing is, is that greed prevented him from getting the big check on the back end. I don't get paid for my existence. I get paid if I produce. I don't get paid just because I do the deal. No, the deal has to be successful. It has to be on time. It has to be done right. It has to be 
properly assessed throughout the project. That's how I get paid. And so I'm going to compensate you how I get paid. It's kind of like the rich dad, poor dad principle. If you've ever read the book, he paid his kids crap. He didn't pay them any money. And then they created the wealth for themselves. They started looking at different ways they can make money. I'm not going to pay you big bread just to exist because nobody's cutting me a fat check just to exist. But a lot of people think that that's their right. They think that, oh, because you got bread, I'm supposed to get paid well. And that's not how it works. I get paid off production. I'll bonus you out on the end. You get paid your 500 bucks a month and I'm going to cut you a check for five to 10 grand. You just lost out on the five to 10 grand, but more so you lost out on the relationship because people ruin relationships for small money all the time. How are you going to ruin a relationship for $300, man? And I told him, I was like, honestly, bro, I think, what did I say? I was like, I think you, you're, you're foolish because you're playing me over $300 right now. I was like, just, just get on board, do the work. He already got paid to hold some of the house. He already got, he already got a check and now he's trying to gouge me even more. And that's what Detroit does. Detroit is a very interesting city. It's a very interesting city. And I've had an interesting experience working in Detroit. Mm. Now, you said best thing you ever did was invest in me. Um, that is a Larry June quote. The best thing I did was invest in me. But I, I, it resonated with me because I'm realizing like the more that I invest in conferences and uh, VIP tickets and whatnot, I'm elevating. And... Also, a lot of the reasons why I am who I am, even on social media, is because I invested in myself. It's interesting to me that we have people online teaching business who don't have business education. And I'm like, what qualifies you to just be out here just telling people this stuff? Like, and some of it is good and some of it's not good. And for me, the reason why I've been able to consistently have a following is because I invested in myself through education, through undergrad, through law school, through grad school. And so I just think that it's important to not downplay education, to not downplay um, going after it because a lot of people do that. We've been seeing a lot of people who were like, oh, you go to college, you get all that debt. You don't need college to be an entrepreneur. You don't need college to do all these different things, but it gives you an advantage. And then also puts you in a position where like the worst thing I follow in is a bunch of education. So I was like, oh, this doesn't work out. Damn, I guess I'll just be a lawyer. Shit. <laughs> and so like, um, like one thing that I'm noticing is a lot of people who have student loan debt are crushing it now. We just talked to Ike. Ike paid off all the student loans. And so the thing that people are avoiding, he knocked out and now he can live his whole life educated. They can't take your education from you just because you pay off the debt. And so I think one of the biggest things that I've done and I'm still doing and plan to do even more is just continue to invest in my personal development. I was watching a podcast clip where Erica Williams was saying she invested like 76 grand into herself and she did like 700 grand that year. And so the return that you're going to get on investing in yourself is going to far surpass what you can get in any other vehicle. You're going to 10x that money. You're going to 5x, 10x that money. I was at the conference. I paid $1,200 for the ticket. I made that money while I was sitting at the conference, not doing anything. Made all that money back. That next week, crushing it, made all that money back. Uh, paid money to go to the VIP Social Proof Podcast, made all that money back. It wasn't even like a loss. And then what's more is that if you have a business, it's actually a write-off to invest in your personal development. Like you can deduct that from your taxes if you invest in your personal development. And so that's another one of the things. That's another one of the reasons why I do it because taxes are a mug, man. They don't care, man. They are like robbers. They come yeah. in and get you. Right, right, right. And on that note, people be sure to come out to the uh, Classy Climb Tour. Uh, starting in August, I will be at the first one, August 7th in San Diego. Um, Charles will be speaking on the rest of the tour, starting in Oakland, Atlanta, D.C. Come on, man. I'll be at, I'll be out there August 7th in San Diego, Classy Climb Tour. And speaking of investing, you guys should definitely 
look in to get it to join in the Todd Capital Mastermind group. And people are in there building their business, making connections, getting deals done. We got we went from two calls a week to now we're doing four calls a week. We're reading books. We're helping each other with our business issues. Uh, we got speakers coming in every week. It's lit, man. It's lit. Come join us. You have the link in the show notes. Join the mastermind. Now, I saw a, a story that uh, two black banks have decided to merge and uh, create the first uh, black led bank with over a billion dollars in assets. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, City First Bank and Broadway Financial uh, Corporation, that's based out in uh, California, have merged and created City First. Um, I forget what they call themselves now. City First Broadway. They're the first black-owned bank to hold over a billion dollars in assets. I'm surprised that this is the first merger I've heard happen between black-owned banks. Jamal mm-hmm. keeps talking about this all the time. Did you see that story? That I didn't announcement? see it, but I'm happy to hear it, and I hope we get more of it, man. Yeah, too many, uh, too many of these, too many of these black-owned banks out here struggling on their own. It comes right from the book, man. Let me find it's this education quote for of the Negro. Yep, I'm about to find the quote. I'm about to find the quote for y'all, but I think that is smart. It doesn't make sense to be out here doing the same thing, separated apart from each other. So hopefully, more people merge and they just start a whole like I guess trend of doing that. Collaboration over competition, man. Didn't y'all learn anything from Circular CEOs? Collaboration over competition. When you collaborate, you all do more. They were all doing really well. And I feel like when they did the conference, I think they were able to able to do even more dope stuff. Now you see them courtside all the games. Now you see them ringside at all the uh the, the events, sponsoring the ring and whatnot. Like collab you will go further when you collaborate. There is no 97 episodes or 92 episodes of this podcast with just me. I'd have been burned out. I'd have been tired. And Raphael might have been the same. Yep. But we push each other. We keep each other going, man. Definitely. Because it's like, uh, I, 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 I've I, been burned out before. I was like, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. It's like, when you got I a partner. Mean, it's I'd like, be over there like, bro, it's good. Yeah, man. Let's go. And you're ready to be like, all right, let's go. That's the way it is. And then you, co- you, co- you, you combine and you combine your audiences. Because even if you have a thousand followers and somebody else has a thousand followers, they're not the same. Thousand. And you got to remember, when you bring those two followers, together your followers have followers mm-hmm. so it's not like you go from 1,000 each to 2,000 together like they're retweeting your stuff they're reposting your stuff the other audience is doing the same as like just get exponential growth when you combine with others so definitely right, work this is perfect work. this is perfect we're reading from the book of miseducation of the negro by carter g woodson the honorable carter g woodson says In undertakings of great importance, this undesirable tendency toward duplication of effort is apparent. It has been a common thing to find two or three banks in a Negro community, each one struggling for an existence and competing for the patronage of the small group of people, all of whom would hardly be able to support one such financial institution. These banks continue their unprofitable competition and never think of merging until some crisis forces them to the point they have to do so or go into bankruptcy. The Negro community then never has a strong financial institution with sufficient resources to stimulate the efforts of the businessmen who otherwise might succeed. And so I'm hoping that it wasn't COVID to push these banks to merge. I'm hoping they just saw the light because mm. you can't you can't only do the right thing at the wrong times. Or when you have no choice, you got to do the right thing because it's just the right thing. You got to merge your banks because it just makes sense. Not because if you don't, then you die. And it's frustrating because I just don't understand why people, they, they feel like they got to be the, I don't want to be the boss. I just want to be paid, man. Folks think they want to be the boss. Really, they want to be paid. And we talk about this and I, this is a very enlightening thought. 
A lot of people don't like sports as much as they think they like. And they don't like rap as much as they think they like. And they don't like selling drugs. They do it because they want the lifestyle. People don't necessarily want to be the boss. They do it because they want the lifestyle. And I've said it myself, that's why I wouldn't be the boss. I wouldn't be the, one of the lifestyle. But what if you could attain the same lifestyle by being a part of a massive organization, not just being the man who built the organization or who's at the top of the organization? What if we as a community can ensure that as successful as this business becomes, Raphael is going to be able to do some dope things? And so then maybe Raphael would buy into what we're building instead of being like, well, damn, only Charles benefits. So I'm going to just go do something that benefits me. Like, no, as a collective, we got to find a way to make sure that everybody eats well. And that's what these tech companies do. We got to build intelligently. We can't just be out here doing what Massa showed us. There's a better way. Capitalism matters. Capitalism works, but you can't do it with the slave mentality. You can't. It's like Dr. Boyd says, like some people don't want to end slavery. They just want to have the chance to hold the whip. And so it's like you can't underpay your people. And last year, I, I think that I didn't pay people as well as I should have paid them. But and so what I'm learning now is I'd rather overpay you so that you overwork than me pay you well and you underwork. So even with the situation that we had, $8.50 a month isn't that much money. So maybe pay them what they want and then they'll go hard instead of penny pitching on my end as well. And so we all got some learning to do. I'm still learning, man. I got to learn how to pay people better and stuff. But man. Um, that's my goal this year. My goal with this year was to pay people well, not just to pay people. And a lot of people, they're like, oh, well, like you should know better. Like, bro, like anybody in my family ever had employees. I'm the first. I'm the first. I was the first person in my family to have employees. I literally can't think of anybody. Mm. My uncle, my uncle had a security company, but outside of that, like I was the first, the first man. Put that on the shirt, Raphael. Put one on the shirt. I was the first. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we can do that. Man, I've been wanting to put everything on a shirt. Hey, man, once you, you get once you get your own merch, you don't want to stop, man. Right, but you know what's funny is I used to always be like that. Like when I was in the frat, like I would always want to just make different shirts. So we had shirts that said like "We the best." Like when DJ Khaled came out and he was he made that song like "We the best." Mm. So we had a shirt that we were Sigmas, and so the E's were Sigma, so it said we, Sigma, the Sigma, best. All the we's, all, all the E's were Sigmas, even though that a, a Sigma's an S, but it looks like an E, so we use it as an E. <laughs> but anyway, I've been making shirts for a long time. Let's keep it going. You see my shirts, Circle of CEOs, Recession Proof. I got all the shirts, man. What yeah, are you talking so, about? So you got another tweet. You said, financial freedom allows me to do a bunch of things that scare me. What do you mean by that? Yeah, um, so I didn't tell anybody this, but like when I went live, with Donnie, I was nervous the whole time. I was like, I was nervous. Um, but I did it anyway. I did it anyway. But I was supposed to go because like when you get the VIP ticket, you can go to dinner. And I didn't go, but I should have gone. And because sometimes, I mean, I'm, a, I'm actually an introvert. I'm a very shy person. Uh, social media just allows me to not be an introvert. <laughs> and so, uh, but what I should have done is just gone. And so speaking in public, that scares me. Um, what else? Uh, just different things. The Turo thing, that kind of can be scary sometimes. But like the thing is paying big money to go to courses, that can be scary sometimes. But what I'm finding is like, since I don't really have to worry about too much, it allows me to just try and just do stuff. And hopefully it pans out. Hopefully it puts me to the next level. And it usually does. But since everything doesn't have to be perfect, I can try. And I've made this point before because you always see that quote when they're like, oh, well, it's easier to, if you can't manage $1,000, you can't manage $100,000. And I'm like, 
Well, the thing is, if you have $100,000, you can make a few mistakes. You can make some expensive yeah. mistakes and you can still eat. But if you have $1,000, you got to be perfect. And so you aren't even free to take risks. And I think a, a lot of ways, that's why they have like certain accredited, accredited investor standards is because like they can afford to take risks. They can afford to make mistakes, not only because they have the assets, but they also have the income coming in. And so you have the income coming in. You might make a $1,000, $2,000, $3,000 mistake, but it's still moving you forward. And a lot of times people don't move forward because they can't afford to make a mistake. So they do nothing and they just sit there in the mediocrity complaining about what they don't have. Mm, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, for sure. If you got some money, you could you could afford to make some mistakes. Um, yeah, that thing that you wanted to launch before or you wanted to try before, but you were scared because you don't want to lose money. If you got the money coming in to cover it, like you can afford to be brave. And yeah. you talk about conferences and like it was like I bought my. T- I said I was gonna get the ticket for the. Um, Classy Climb Tour. I decided to get. I decided to get the VIP ticket. And the next day, I'm like, Charles, I bought my ticket. And then you were like, Yeah, I'm not going. And I'm like, Ah, oh, shoot. And I started thinking about, Man, who am I going? Who am I going to know up there now? Like, even though you're going to be speaking on the stage anyway, but I'm like, Man, now I'm going to be by myself. And I already got really got a network. I'm like, I already got to put myself out there now. I was like, Ah, oh. but man, I bought the ticket, man. I'm going. Respect, respect. I'm doing, and I'm doing it, bro. Why can't you go to a different location like Oakland or something? Um, I mean, I could try. I I, put, I picked San Diego because uh, Marjorie's going to be speaking there. Oh, got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. Got it, got it. She sense. was like, oh, you got to come to California. <laughs> and, um, then I already told her, too. I already told her, yeah, I'm coming to San Diego. I'm coming to see you speak. I forgot, yeah, she's going to be there. But um, I don't know if I could change it. Although, I haven't even... I got to reach out to them anyway because I haven't seen my receipt. I haven't seen my... I haven't seen my ticket yet. Uh, Henry B. in Atlanta. That's what he says. Man. It's in Atlanta. I knew I was going to Atlanta. I don't be no thing. I didn't know that. I gotta figure out what I'm gonna do, where I'm gonna stay. Yeah, it's going to Atlanta, and then I think DC's the last stop. I don't be knowing these things, man. I gotta Bree, I need these dates on my calendar because I don't even know. I got so much. My body hurts. What are we talking Shout about? out to Henry. Shout out to Henry Amazing in the in the in the audience. At Henry Amazing. What up, what up, one of the uh the business mastermind members. Shout out to you. I made you guys as moderators and admins, man. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. That works. That makes sense. Makes sense. Makes sense. And you no, know, you gotta make sure that everybody eats. So we gotta sit down and figure out what those numbers look like. Cool, cool. We talk about that later. But um shout out to everybody in the audience. Join with us live, trying something new here. We're gonna only grow this from here on. We're gonna grow right. this, we're gonna grow this. So Charles, you said podcast. Where we end up being. But what's going on? You said, I take a day off sometimes, but my business doesn't. Right. The business, man, I was watching something. And he was saying, he was saying like, your business can work 24 hours a day, but you can't. Your business doesn't take days off. And that's what makes e-com so powerful, right? When you have real estate, you get paid once a month. When you have a business, you get paid all the time. And I have this quote where it's like, if you work part-time, you get part-time money. If you work full-time, you get full-time money. If you work all the time, you get all the time money. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people be sleeping on business. I posted something and I was talking about how there's this post that goes around. It's like 90% of millionaires got there through real estate or 90% of millionaires have their money in real estate. And I was like, this is stupid because I would guarantee you that statistically like 95% of millionaires got there through business and then they parked their money in real estate. And so we sometimes get information in the wrong order. We get information and we, we, we look at the end result, but we don't look at where they started. So we'll say, oh, rich people invest. Therefore I must invest to get rich. But that's an incomplete logical statement and logical conclusion. 
because you got to flesh that out. Rich people invest, but that doesn't mean they got rich investing. Rich people, you have to look at how they made their money. How do they make their money? If you look and you go talk to rich people, they make their money in business by serving somebody, by providing value. That's how you get rich, period. Walk it back. Unless they're in the business of investing, therefore they're running a fund. They are um, maybe trading stocks, but like long-term investing is not going to get you there, especially if you have a day job and you're making forty, fifty thousand dollars a year. I don't think investing is going to get you there unless it's something with leverage. And options allows you to do that. Options will allow you to take your small and grow at large. It's the only vehicle that I've seen that will allow you to do that. But even then, that's the business. You're still in a business unless so you're actively doing it every day. It's not a passive thing. It's not a sit and wait thing. And so I say that because we got to chunk it down and we got to realize like the goal is to be successful in business and then we invest. The goal is to be successful serving people and then we invest. We can invest along the way, but you have to be selling something. You have to be serving somebody. You have to be growing a brand. That's going to get you. Pure Body Company formulates an amazing range of emollients with shea butter at its base. Pure Body Co. focuses on providing all natural handcrafted products for all people. At shoppurebodyco.com, you'll find body butters and lip balms that are not only moisturizing, but none of our products contain preservative or even those unrecognizable chemicals. So if you're looking to keep your skin soft, visit shoppurebodyco.com. And remember to join PBC Perks to receive rewards as you shop. Yo, it's the Options Trading Workshop, presented by Tide Capital. Learn the fundamentals and advanced trading strategies that allow us the chance to earn $20,000 in side money in one year while working a job and running multiple businesses. That's right. Learn the what, the where, and the how of options trading in this exclusive webinar. To find out more details, hit us up on the link in the bio, on Instagram at Partner with Millie, or on Instagram at Todd.Capital, or just head over to gumroad.com forward slash Todd Capital. Yeah, and the whole thing about... um. You get, you might get to take a day off, but your your business can't. It's like you say all the time. You were saying this earlier this week: promote, promote, promote. But um, that's this is the importance of building systems in your business and having uh, VAs and stuff like that. People, other people. That's that's where employees come in. Because instead of having one person working on your business, you got 10, 20, 30, so they can always have it going 24 hours a day but it's important if you're working by yourself to have systems and have websites newsletters stuff that's up there mm-hmm. at all times links that people to click on so they could buy 24 hours a day stuff like that yep. if it's only when you feel like doing stuff or when you're awake then you gotta remember get some systems people 100 for I sure love that, like and you got to give your people autonomy like sometimes they'll be posting stuff and like dang why'd you word that like that but i don't care because the activity is what matters um, or we'll, re- we'll be running an ad and like, oh, we could have done this differently. But like, you got to give them autonomy because that's going to help you be less of you having to do all the thinking. Now you got other people thinking. Now you got other people contributing. And that's where you want to be. I love it when, like I said, for example, yesterday, I was like, all right, team, we're going to sell this course for this much today. He created a flyer. He went through my old tweets, found some valuable content, made some posts. And he stumbled upon something that went super viral. It has like 4,700 likes. I'm pretty sure it has a ton of shares, a ton of uh, saves, a ton of reposts to their to their thing. Because I just like, <coughs> I give them the ability to just try. Um, and that's what, that's where you want to be. It's like you give them guidelines, you coach them, you get them to that point. But ultimately, you want to be, I, want to, I don't want it to be the Charles Show, right? I want it to be this organization that we're building that stands on these principles that has this vision. It's not... Charles. It's Thai Capital. And Thai Capital does this. 
So you, as this person within this system, execute that to the best of your abilities, your knowledge, and your wisdom. We're all smart people. Raphael, if whatever you think is dope, like you understand the vision of the principles of everything we're doing. So I'm pretty sure whatever original idea you have is dope. You don't need my cosign. You don't need me to be like, yeah, do that. You don't need me to, like what I'm pretty. And, and I would rather us be there because then we can just go faster, man. Now we're sprinting. Right. Now right. we're just on execution mode. We're not talking and thinking. I told you, I don't care about ideas. I care about execution and implementation. So let's just skip the whole thinking phase. Let's implement and critique and refine later as we build. I can tell you folks that Charles is just saying that, man. I remember when first got down with you on the blog and I wrote the first blog, the first first post. And I was like, um, yeah, I'm, I'm done. Like, do you want to do you want to like read it first before we publish it? And you were like, no, nah, I trust you, man. I <laughs> <laughs> just put it out there. I know part of it is because you don't want to sit there and read it anyway. But at the same time, <laughs> like I'm not stupid. I know that's part of it. But at the same time, like you said, after working together for for some time now, you know, like like you said, I understand what kind of branding and messaging we about here. So right. we just move forward. Every now and then, there's gonna be mistakes. Right. But usually, you can bring it back. And a lot, most of the time, just having the activity is better than worrying about. Right. Uh, it's like I'd rather you write a blog that didn't fit than I spend a bunch of time trying to figure out what fits. I'd rather you write a blog that's 50% there, 60% there, and we just got to critique the 70, 80, 90, than for us to be sitting here brainstorming on how to just do 100% content all the time. You know, that that's a waste of time. But also, I want that, like, you don't build a billion dollar company just with one person's input and one person's opinion. You don't do that. It can't just be like, like a job. If it all depends on me, it becomes a job. And so I want diversity of opinion. I want diversity of thought. I want contribution from everybody across the board, even Henry. Like he does stuff and I'm just like, put it up there. Like it shouldn't, it should be like, people should be able to come to the organization and just get a ton of value, man. Not just what's Charles saying today. It's like, well, there's this dope organization full of African-American people that are just giving us game from different perspectives. So you got Raphael talking about even if you want to talk about working a job and moving up in the ranks, even though that's not my forte, I think it, we could add value, value to our audience and even helping them in that lane. Or Henry talking about podcasting. He just stays in that lane. He, we add all these values. We kind of create like our own kind of black enterprise or we create our own um, like shade room, but it's positive and productive and not niggerish. Our own world star hip hop. Like we could do that, but we can't just do it if it's just Charles. I can help guide it. But I can't be all the legs on the stool. Right, 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 right. We gotta come by, man. Join forces. What do you say? We could, we could be the um, not Voltron of business. <laughs> what did you say that one time? Golden State Warriors. Yeah, Golden State Warriors of business. Uh, like I said it now, we could be the Voltron of business. Like, right. just come together and create this massive thing that just is unstoppable. The money is unlimited. A million dollars ain't money. Like, we should be aiming for big bread. Like, how can we build this into a hundred million dollar company? How can we turn this into a, a 200 million dollar company like we got the we got the pieces we just can't be arguing over like dumb stuff one of the things it's so funny because i'm really big on 10x so i'm gonna just put a bunch of stuff out there and i was running a business with uh somebody who kind of didn't agree with my my style and i left i was like this is my style this is how i know it works this is what grew the effing page in the first place but like they felt they could come in and tell me how to do it better and they ain't doing better now so mm. and we still are running man what's the next tweet roth I don't. Um, well, first of all, somebody had a question. Henry Amazing in the chat had a question uh, from Twitter at Henry Amazing on Twitter. He said, what's the one thing you see holding most people back from reaching the level of success that they claim they want? Um, 
Shout out to people getting money and options. I would say, man, action. I think that's it. And this is why I love the book 10X Rule so much. It's action. Everybody here is smart. Everybody here is capable. We just don't take enough action. We don't do enough. And so we sit back and we wait on perfection and we wait on perfect circumstances. I saw a tweet and it said, if you interviewed every successful entrepreneur, almost all of them would say that they didn't start with enough money. But a lot of people on here are trying to get enough money. Like the person we talked about last week, I could start a track league. I just got to get a half million dollars. Okay, enjoy the projects because you ain't never going to get a half million dollars. They're just not going to give it to you. It's not, not going to come. You don't get there that way. You get there by doing what you have, doing what you can with what you have. And so that is what holds people back. And that's why I know Henry's going to be successful because I see him taking action and producing and putting stuff out there every single day. That's the indicator of success. The indicator of success isn't I got the best idea ever, dude. No, it's who executed that idea. There are a ton of people who have had the same ideas. I knew we needed to have food delivery service. I didn't execute on it, so I'm not a billionaire. I knew, um, what else? I have friends. Um, we were talking about doing a car service in downtown LA before Uber was really a thing. The next year, Uber was a thing, billion dollar business. All of us have billion dollar businesses. All of us don't have billion dollar execution. We have billion dollar, uh, maybe, maybe if I just get a grant or if I get a loan. And I mean, I love all my people, but I even see people and a big part of the reason why I posted that is one of my friends, he said, he's like, man, if, if I can get my job or a bank to give me a loan for 200 grand to start my business, then I can start my business. Start the business now. Start it now. Get some customers. Get some clients. Get it rolling. You don't need $200,000 because entrepreneurship by yourself, when you don't got nobody looking over your shoulder, is way more lazy than you think it is. It's 12 o'clock. I'm trying to go home. My arm hurts. I need to take a nap. Like, <laughs> I don't be working really crazy long days. I mean, I do kind of because I have different things throughout the day. So, like, tonight, we got to call at 6. And so, I'll be working from six. I had to go pick up the car at 10 o'clock last night. So I was out until like one o'clock in the morning. So the work is done. But what I'm saying is like, I want more of us to take action. I want more of us to produce content. I want more of us to put on conference. I want more of us to create merch. I want more of us to write blogs. I want more of us to share what you have with the world. People do not know me because I'm just dope. They know me because I put stuff into the world and I just so happen to be dope. You don't even got to be dope to put stuff out in the world. You don't just put some stuff out there. You don't get haters anyway. They gonna criticize you anyway, but you still gotta produce. That is what we as a community need. We need more production. If your block is dirty, clean the block up. If house needs to be painted, paint the house. Lawns need to be mowed, mow the lawn. We need workers, we need producers, and when we get that, we will see abundance. The labor theory of value, I tell it all the time. You can put money into your business or you can put labor into your business. But the labor is just as much worth money as the money is. So if you need money, like, and that's the thing he was saying, he's like, all right, so you want to create a track lead, bro. Uh, how about you just start running around the circle, running around and competing. You can get coaches, you can get referees, you could do what they do it in high school, they do it all those different places. They do it JCs, they do this stuff for real. And there's athletes out there who maybe are washed up, who still have some juice, but maybe they can't go to the Olympics, but they still have talent. The big three is a perfect example of it. Like, I want to see us creating and building and doing things and taking action and being creative. Be creative. Don't just copy what everybody else is doing. Tweet Talk wins because it's different. 
The options course won because it was different. It wasn't another real estate course. It wasn't another stock market course in general. It wasn't another whatever. It won because it was different. And you got to be different despite the criticism, even from people that you look up to. Because people that you look up to are going to start hating on you when you start getting close to them. And so you just got to take action, man. Please take action. Okieffa Shades is the premier choice for sunglasses. Top quality, unique, signature, fresh, trendy. Our shades provide significant UV light protection for eyes, and we have the best customer service around. The freshest and trendiest styles for both men and women. The finest shades to fit your style. Okieffa Shades is the premier choice for sunglasses. Visit www.okieffashades.com. That's O-K-I-Y-E-F-A Shades.com. Or on IG or Facebook at Okieffa Shades. Or on Twitter at DJ Ebrock. I don't want to see nothing else but action takers, Raphael. If I saw you, like, when I see action, I get hype. I bought five damn Tweet Talk shirts. I think it was like four or five. Because you produced and you put it out there. And then I'm going to wear it and I'm going to post it. We're going to get this traction going. Abby had some. I got some. Because you put it out there. But most importantly, you put it out there before you put it out there this time. And that's what matters. Even your, quote, failures allow for your future success. If you didn't do that back then, you couldn't do what you're doing now. But if you just would have sat around waiting for the perfect design, we'd never have anything. Right, right, right. Um, two things. I would say um, I want to answer that question too. What's the one thing you see most holding most people back from reaching, reaching the level of success that they claim they want? Charles, is, Charles said uh, action, and he's right, but I just want to give something different. I would say it, as cheesy and cliche as it sounds, is, is, is definitely mindset too. Like everybody says it, and everybody says it for a reason, because it's true. Because if you sit there, you don't even believe you can do it, you will never, you'll never reach that success. And you definitely got to believe you could do it, man, because otherwise you're going to self-sabotage at all times. Even if you try, you will always hold something back because it's like, eh, I don't know, I don't know. So definitely the mindset. And too many people out there don't even, they don't even define what success is for them. Like you want to start a business, but you never really, you never really say what success for this business is going to look like mm -hmm. and how much you really want to make. Like you start as a side hustle and it stays a side hustle because, you know, I was talking to uh, our CPA Marjorie a couple of days back. I wanted to text her to ask her just one question. I was driving. I said, you know what? Let me call her just so I don't forget. And I called and it turned into from going from one question to like a full blown conversation. And just talking to her made me say, you know what, man? Playing too small. Got to set some really big targets. Started thinking about different things like you got to set them income goals high. You're running a business, man. You gotta see it's possible because you gotta pay people, you gotta pay taxes, you gotta do these things. You gotta set your, you gotta set, you gotta actually set some goals for your success and define what success is for you, and then just go do it. Like Charles said, take that action for sure. So action and mindset. Charles says action, one is mindset. Get your mind right and set yeah. your targets. Yeah, I agree with that definitely. Um, a big part of the reason why I digest so much content. It's because I'm constantly trying to keep my mind focused on my goals and focused like on business. Um, it always is weird to me how people can literally like, like I have a hard time shutting down and watching something that's not educational or uh, uplifting because I just got to always be in that mode. So mindset is definitely something I believe in, man. For sure. And 
And also, uh, guys, you should check out one of, I don't know if it's underrated, but maybe one of the, the more more underrated uh, Todd Capital courses, Seven seven Figure Digital Business. And when you added in, when you added in the bonus, or what was it, Millionaire Mindset? Was, was that it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you added that in, it was like, whoa, that is like the biggest part. That's the biggest bonus. That's the biggest benefit of buying that course. You should definitely check that out. Put a link to that in the, in the show notes to Six Figure or Seven Figure Digital Business. I might have to we talk about that today, man. You got what? I might have to run a sale on that today. Okay, the man spoken. We're gonna run a sale on that today. We're running a uh-huh. sale on the millionaire mindset digital business seven figure digital business course combo. So be ready, be ready, Jamari. For sure, for sure, you're gonna run run a sale on that. That one is that one is key, man. I mean, you talk about um, consuming lots of con- good content and like talking about uh, calling yourself what you want to be, like how you call yourself, top millionaire. You, you change your passwords to like millionaire or whatever and like changing your screensavers and wallpaper on your computer your phone just immersing yourself in what success looks like for you man it's all it's all it's all key man definitely check out that six figure seven figure digital don't business sleep don't uh, sleep on that one what was I gonna say you can also get the re- the recourse for ten dollars man we just be giving out game and then it, the funny thing is like the options course gets so much love the people that take my other stuff in, like, dang, like, this is a sleeper right here. Like, I, I wish I right. knew about this a long time ago. Like, people who bought SPG when I told them to buy SPG or when I mentioned that I was buying SPG. Like, people are like, this is a sleeper right here. Um, Yeah, man. Yeah. For sure. And also, you mentioned um food delivery. just want to mention this. There is um an account on Instagram. I believe they're black and mobile. Mm-hmm. So, I think the twin, the twin brothers out in Philly that they... Claim they have the first black-owned food delivery business that that specializes in working with black-owned restaurants. I remember maybe a year ago or so, like they started off like I think he was using a bicycle to deliver the food, and somebody stole it. <laughs> and he got somebody stole his bike, man. Like imagine like you starting a business and your only means of transportation to deliver the damn food is a bicycle, and somebody steals it. I know that guy was heartbroken. He got on Instagram and he, I think he did a GoFundMe asking for supporters to like like donate so he could buy a new bicycle. And the people showed out for him. I think he ended up getting. He might have got a car. I forgot what he got, but he, he definitely upgraded from the bicycle. And that's just the power of the group and but power numbers mm-hmm. a big part of the reason why they gave him that is because he was already doing stuff right imagine right. If, he, mm-hmm. if he got online he's like you know i got this idea for this thing all i need you guys to help me do this 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 i need a car i need this would he get the same result probably not i don't think so and that's why action is the key people respect it's like chris rock says he says if mm. if you're on the side the car of the breaks road, down yeah when your car breaks down you're just standing next to it. Nobody's going to stop and help you. But if you're out there pushing your car, people are going to stop and help you help yourself. Nobody's just out here and let's, like, especially dudes. Like, anybody's coming alongside just putting dudes on their back and just taking them to the top. It does not happen. <laughs> it, it should, in my opinion, but it doesn't happen. I think we need more dudes at the, at the top, whether they earned it or not. Like, why we got to, why does, why are we the only culture that makes you earn everything you get? Like, oh, like, you didn't earn that. Well, neither did the dude who's at Stanford, who now works for a hedge fund, who now lives in Malibu. He didn't earn any of that, but he still gets to live at that level. Mm. He might have yeah, earned it a different way. Yeah, and he's saying, but but if you're pushing your car, people will stop and help you push that car. It's crazy. But like you said, they reached out. They probably came through for him because they, he was already doing it. He wasn't waiting for nobody to do it. He didn't ask for, let me get some money to buy a, my first bicycle. Right. He got his, he probably had a bicycle already, started doing it, took action. Mm-hmm. 
and they stole it. And he said, like, let me get the bicycle back. He didn't even ask for, like, give me some money to upgrade. He's like, let me get a bu- new bicycle back. Successful people just have a different mindset, man. Because a lot of people wouldn't deliver it if it was on a bike. Then it becomes like, well, what if it rains? Oh, how their food's not going to stay warm or blah, blah, blah. You want to ride a bike all day? Aren't you going to get tired? It becomes all those different things. Successful people think different. And now he has a successful brand, but he started with what he had. He didn't wait until the circumstances were perfect because the circumstances are never perfect, ever. Yeah, and there's also perception like, man, I'm trying to start this business and blow it up on Instagram. Like, how would it look like showing up with a T-shirt and just a T-shirt and a bicycle? Like, people going to laugh at me like, oh, you, oh, great business you got there. Yeah, I was watching something, man, and it was fire. Man, it was talking about... Uh, the gist of it, I don't remember the specific details, but like there's this old rich dude and he was just talking about like how he started with nothing. He started doing stuff, just like pulling it together so he could just get by. I can't think of what it was, but it just reminds me like that's the common story of entrepreneurship. And that's why it's important to read entrepreneurial history. We should teach a class called entrepreneurial history so that people can realize like this is how you start. This isn't... Elon Musk didn't just write a check for Tesla. No, he grinded it up so then he could get his business, so he could sell his business, so then he could write a check for Tesla. And so I'm actually in the process of starting a, a, a restaurant and I'm working with the guy. He's working up the menu and we're talking about like getting like a food truck. And then I was like, you know what? He was like, you know, I could just get a trailer and just pull it behind my, my car. I was like, honestly, I would rather us start lean. I would rather right. start without having to run our credit and having to bump and put a credit, credit payment and then walk into maintenance because I just had bad experience with those big ass trucks with their diesel engines or whatnot. Like mm. I would either rent something that we can just drive it so then the maintenance is on the, the loaner or we can just get something that's super affordable. You can get one of those trailers with a hot top for like five grand, maybe 10 grand at the most. Put it on a credit card. Let's roll. And now we got a business. That's how you start. You start business. You don't start business by like, I need this, 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 this. We could be starting this weekend. We've been kicking this can across because they're trying to start too high. A lot of people never start because they're trying to start too high. I was thinking about this even with real estate. Like with real estate, almost everybody who does well in real estate started with their first with their single family home. The first one they ever owned was their first property. And quite honestly, we are in position to do something similar because we have equity, we have appreciation, all those cool things. But like, that's how you kind of get the wealth piece out of the way if you want to be an investor is by you just start with what you have. Use your income, get your first property, house hack it, turn it into a rental property, use your equity, heat lock. Now we're doing deals. Now you got six figures in cash because you got the equity. The real estate did the work for you. That's how Henry did it. That's how Andre's doing it. That's how anybody on that tour, they start with their, their own home. Take action and get in motion. Now I'm going to answer one more question. Henry, Henry asks, uh, what has been the most fulfilling part of your business journeys thus far? I would say for me, uh, just being able to see something that I created just appear in the world. Like, for sure, like, man, I did that. Like, it's real. Like, people are wearing these Tweet Talk shirts that get started, get fancy later. Like, even if nobody knows who it came from, it's like, man, I did that. Like, this is not so mysterious anymore. Like, you know, you look out there and you see the McDonald's and the, and the Walmarts and the, um, the, these Louis Vuitton, all these big brands doing stuff and you think like, yeah, I can't do that. But then you do it. You do something, it comes from your brain and then it 
manifest into the world physical the physical like mm-hmm. it's like man what else can they do entrepreneurial history man like louis didn't start at louis levels louis grew to louis levels a lot of these companies didn't even start doing what they do now they were like making suits or something <laughs> selling ties and so like that's why you got to create and put stuff out there i am happy that Raphael is able to um see that it works and see that like doing the work not being so pressed about charging being consistent, 10xing, putting out a bunch of stuff out there is going to allow you to create something. And so I think that people watching this should definitely take that nugget because you can do the same thing, Henry. You can do the same thing. Ricky, you can do the same thing. Uh, Daniel, like, keep rocking your merch. Keep creating content. Keep your foot on the gas. Stay consistent. And then year, two years, I got a nationally known brand. For me, I would say the most fulfilling part is just being recognized across the country. I think that's the coolest thing, man. Um, and like, and I didn't expect that at all. Like a lot of times you just expect like, get the money, that's it. But like, I love it when like, I'm at an airplane and people are like, man, thank you for what you've done. You helped me out. Um, walking through the city, running into people. Um, going to conferences and people knowing who I am, even if they don't say anything, because sometimes they don't. I was at, I was sitting at the conference and um, I want to say, it's funny because I was in the VIP area and Isaac Grace sitting like right behind me. I was like, that's kind of cool. He looks just like he looks on the internet. <laughs> but um, <laughs> well, you recognize it right away, right? Right. And so um, what happened? I want to say that pretty much anybody that I was near knew who I was. So like I was standing in the line and some dude there is in a suit. He like wasn't really all that pleasant in the beginning. But he was like, Utah Capital, right? And so he was talking and then Black Millionaire's dude was there. We didn't talk, but we knew who each other were. Now I met some other people who were just like cool people. And then like I was sitting in the seat and like somebody's like, Todd. <laughs> and I looked, there was like three people. I was like, yeah, man, what's up, Todd? We just got your course. And like, I think that's the most fulfilling thing. Well, that's part of the most fulfilling thing. Being recognized is one thing, but being recognized because they've had success is another. And that means a lot, like, because that's one of my biggest things. I don't want us sitting around waiting on the government to save us. I want us to save us. And so to know that I was able to create something on a large scale that has allowed people who never had a thousand dollars saved, never had five thousand dollars saved, never even thought it was possible to pay off their student loans. That they see that as a reality is the biggest and most fulfilling thing that I've been able to experience. So that's what I would say it is. Mm. Yeah. Now you mentioned it, it's like, even though I don't really look forward to people saying my name in the street and stuff, but it's cool when we get like on the, the, the business mastermind calls and people say, oh yeah, this is Twitter all the time. It's like, ah oh, man, yeah. that's a cool feeling. Right. Because I was coming, I was coming on there, I'm like, ah, this is Raphael from Tweet Talk, the Black Belt Podcast. I'm thinking like, most of people, they're not interested in, in listening. But then when people say, like, oh, yeah, listen on the time. It's like, yeah. oh, that's a cool feeling. Right. It's like, because it's, it's different, man. It's not like any other podcast. And I keep saying that. Like, if you want to get an interview, there's about eight interview shows out there. There's no shortage more. of interview more. shows. Yeah. More. It's a lot, man. It's a lot. But there's not a show where we talk business in depth from our perspective. And I think that that's what makes it as important is because we go deep. It's not just like, you, it's not just like. I've noticed that Social Proof is doing that, which I like. Those are some of yeah. the best episodes because Donnie, she be dropping gems. Be I think those are the best like, ones. Yeah. It's just him and her, and they just go through the numbers. Yeah, those Love are good. It. And so, like, I feel like that's what you got to do is you got to be different um, in order to be 
outstanding. You got to stand out, you know, outstanding, stand out. You can't be over yep. here doing what everybody else is doing. And producers recognize producers. That too. Like, That's a when, bar. When, when somebody, um, when somebody uh, is a producer, you kind of want to like talk to them or get some advice from them and stuff. Is like at first you you like I don't know or approach them or whatever that uh, like that. But when you start taking action, people respect. And then they know you. They they respect it. And then next thing you know, they know you. Right. Like when when I first reached out to Andre Hatchet to come on Tweet Talk, like way be fat, and I was like, you, you come on. He's like, yeah, I'll come on. And then I said, I sent him a link to the show, and I was like, you know, if you want to listen to it and like get a feel for it, he's like, oh, I, I listen to it all the time. <laughs> I think I was like, oh, okay. And you that, know what I mean? that's also the power of collaboration, man. Because, and this is why I tell people, like, when you work with me, you also get access to the people that I work with. And an example was. Um, with like breathing VA, like when I breathe the VA, well, maybe, maybe that could be true. But like now people who work with me are just communicating with like dope mother efforts, man. Like, even if it's just setting stuff up, like you're still in the mix, you're still in the know, you can still make that connection for yourself. So that then if, and when you do eventually reach out for yourself, it's like, all right, I know you, we've, we've communicated before. So there's just so many, there's so many hidden benefits that come from being an executor and taking action that you don't even really realize until you're in the middle of it. And so people want to see like the full scope before they take action. And I think that's a mistake. Just do some stuff. You never know what's going to come out of your do. You never know. I was, I was, um, Mr. Monopoly posted something and it was this rundown house. And then it was a fully renovated house. And he was like, I wonder what um, all the people around this person said when they were renovating this house. Like, oh, you shouldn't be building that there. The neighborhood's never going to come back. It's not going to appraise. This is no good of a neighborhood. And now he's over there setting, to, setting the tone. And he was like, doers do. Doers do. And a lot of us are getting information from people who don't do. We're getting information from people who work for doers. <laughs> so they don't even know what it mm. means to be a doer. It is over here just like punching the card, showing up doing their task and going home. You have no idea what it's like to actually have to make a decision and then live with the result of that decision. You're just like, oh, well, I just screw this little nut into this thing and I pass it along the assembly line. I just do this discovery, pass it along the assembly assembly line. Like, that's important, man. It's important to be a doer. Be a doer. Oh, yeah, be a doer. Well, folks, we're going to wrap this up. This was this was a good first one, man, with the live audience. I really like this. I really like this a lot. But we're going to wrap this up. Be sure to uh, click on the show notes, the link in the show notes to join the, the new Tweet Talk newsletter. Send you over three of our best episodes on um, building business, running business, all that. Um, definitely check this out. Check out the new Twitter account at Tweet Talk Pod. Be sure to follow us on Twitter as always. Follow myself, Raphael, at Work Money Life on Twitter. Follow Charles on Twitter at Real Todd Billion. Follow us on Instagram at Tweet Talk Podcast. Follow Charles on Instagram at Todd Billion. And also follow Todd Capital at Todd.Capital. Anything you want to leave the folks with before we stop the recording and just talk uh, to the people in the audience for a little bit? Like I said, that um, we're going to be running the, the, the seven-figure digital business course, uh, course sale. It's going to be live. We're going to use Raphael's sound clip to promote it. So expect that. A lot of game in that course. I'm telling y'all, check it out. Um, so we're going to post that in a second. The read course is still only $10, so check that out. Of course, all the links are in the bio. Um, don't sleep on that options course, man. People are getting a ton of results. They're making their money back the first trade, and you can be one of those people to, 
set your family free by trading options, studying, and re refining your craft. The the it's limitless potential. So that's all I gotta say. Shout out to you guys for rocking with us. We got more content. We only gonna level up. We working on getting our in person interview situation established. Taking this tweet talk show on the road. Yeah. Yeah, man. And this be more coming from us. More, 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 more. Ten next. Ten next. Ten next. For episode ninety three of Tweet Talk, Rafael and Charles, we are out. Yeah, yeah. Yes, this is Donald the Voice, the official podcast editor and producer of the Tweet Talk podcast, featuring, of course, Charles Oglesby and the man Raphael Husbands. And look, man, if you just listen to this episode, then you know exactly what I'm capable of. You know my swag, you know what I can do. And so without any further ado, I kind of want to give you a special offer for Tweet Talk Podcast episode listeners. And here's what it is: head on over to DonaldTheVoice.com. And if you have podcasts or video editing needs, let's talk. And of course, I'm going to give you a real, real nice deal. But you have to mention that you're a Tweet Talk podcast listener. And this offer isn't going to last forever. So if you're on social media or you have a business or you got something going on to where you need somebody to edit and produce your content, come and holla at your boy. And I promise to take care of you, our dedicated listener to the Tweet Talk podcast. Again, head over to DonaldTheVoice.com and hit the contact page and let's have a little conversation. Okay, back to your day, your evening, your morning, whatever's going on. Peace.